back to the weekly hijack. Hijack. Oh, you beat me! <laughs> no! So this is our lost edition. We are watching Outlaws, or just watched Outlaws, I guess. Yep. Saw your episode. <sighs> really good episode. Re- really good episode. Um, some great scenes, present tense and past tense. I mean, yeah. flashback and non-flashback. Yeah. Where do you want to start? I, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll just... You know, one of those iconic scenes from season one, which is the I Never campfire. Yeah, great Kate and, and Sawyer. Uh, you, you can see why Kate and Sawyer had kind of a, a following. Like yeah. there was between the shipper wars between Jack and Kate yeah. and Sawyer and Kate. I mean, they do have a certain kind of chemistry because they understand each other. Well, and what's great about that scene is not only is it it's pretty long and just real simple mm-hmm. and the way they build the questions. Yeah, like it starts off kind of funny and then it gets deeper as it as it goes. And lots of throwaway things like, you know, Kate's been married, which we don't learn anything about until season three. And then... Mm. I wouldn't have been able to tell you what season that was in. Well, so. I remember. Well, that was, it was one of the Cage episodes. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, no, that's a good scene. And little, um, I mean, and Locke telling a story about the... And there was a lot of little, dog, little yeah. stories shared in this one. You know, Locke shared a story about the dog and then Saeed yeah. shared... With Charlie about the police officer. That's true, yeah. There were a lot of stories. I wonder if that's just interesting choice. It could have been that that particular writer's. Yeah, his style, yeah. Yeah. It It was Drew Goddard, which I believe had wrote some of uh, Cloverfield. Okay. And really, every scene of Sawyer in Australia was was really powerful I think we were all watching, at the very beginning, they showed the scene of his parents. um, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's the way to start an episode. Yeah. Something you've seen before. Um, Hardcore. I mean, really strong flashback. Yeah. Random appearance from a character who's now a main character on Scorpion. And uh, (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. He looks 10 years younger. But what's great about the Sawyer flashback, too, is that, you know, they all have deep emotion. You know, he always kills him, and then he kills him, and it's wrong. And I mean, just... Yeah. They play... And they, they all play very well with the present tense of dealing with killing people. You know, Charlie's just dealing with killing someone. Yeah. It, interesting that first scene where he's where he's wrestling with shooting the guy. I mean, not knowing. I mean, he's a con man, but we don't know. Maybe he would have killed someone beforehand. But yeah. I mean, the other guy didn't think he would. But and it's interesting too that the you know the guy who's not really Sawyer. You almost wonder if he got a sense of this. Doesn't seem like the kind of man that I vilified my whole life. Yeah. And then later on, when you meet the actual Sawyer, and he really is the man <laughs> that was, was for a horrendous person. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, that, that's just interesting to me. It was a nice, I mean, the whole chasing the boar thing is hilarious and works amazingly well as a... Metaphor. And a metaphor a, for him. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those episodes in season one where it really played with the the island as being a way to work out your, yeah. your demons. I mean, and it's a bit of an ambiguous metaphor. I mean, you're yeah. not sure, this is like Locke's story, what did that dog really mean? I mean, mm-hmm. same it thing. Might be, a, it might be completely just normal. Uh, it might be island magic. Mm-hmm. It might be, you know, somewhere in between. That's true. I, I, I'm just always amazed watching. I mean, of, of course, we're Lost fans and watch this, but they're just really well written, most of them. I mean, like all the scenes are very important and or fun. You know, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and there's just a lot of jigsaw puzzles moving simultaneously. And we had our first big uh, crossover. You got Jack's dad. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is a pretty important one. Yeah, I think that's the first time that really happened in a flashback. I mean, we see a lot after this. Yeah, well, there was one we saw Sawyer get arrested later. Oh, we did see that. In, in yeah, Boone's thing. True. So there's that. But, I mean, this was the first one, like, full scene. That was more like an Easter egg than anything. Yeah. 
but great testament to Josh Holloway's acting skills in this one. He's, yes. Because, I mean, he, again, he does the hum- he pulls out the humor of Sawyer's character so well, and he pulls out the anger and the pathos. And, yeah. And he's very good at playing those all on top of each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see him do more stuff. Because yeah. I think he, he really is one of the best actors on and Lost. Also, I noticed as I'm watching it, and compared to other shows, they do a lot of close-ups on faces, it seems like. And it works really well because there's so much emotion in, mm-hmm. you know, they, everything's ramped up so tight all the time on Lost. Yeah. And all the and all the actresses does a great top job of communicating a lot of stuff with a few... And and they save the I mean they save the extreme close ups for when it's really important. Yeah. The, the I never stuff the the like full headshot extreme close ups only come toward the very end when they're really getting into yeah. their psyches. And then they pull out the very end for that one shot of the of the campfire and it's, you know, very still and Yeah. No, it's I love that scene. But we've we've gushed a lot about this one. Um there's whispers in here, which I think in this case would fully fall in the case of Dead people. Yes, I think. It, yeah, almost yeah. I think occasionally would. the whispers are others running around in the tunnels. I think any weird law stuff going on. This is part of like island magic personality. Like, you know, because there, I mean, the island. While the island survivors are not in purgatory, in many ways, the island is purgatory for dead people. Right. Okay, a, a metaphorical purgatory. Yeah. Purgatory. But yeah, nice to see. We saw a bit of. Uh, Michael building his raft. Yeah, that, which is nice. Like, we, we haven't seen that. Uh, I think it's been about two episodes now, but I, yeah. And I like, you know, that it's Charlie gets on. to do, you know, that they deal with the after effects of things. Yes. You know, the strongest part of season one many times is that we have these time for episodes that are very, very, this is a very character focused episode. By the time you get to season four and five, you have less time for yeah, sitting around campfires doing interesting things like that. Now, there's different strengths, but. Right. Well, it's a different type of show at, yeah. at that point because it is shorter seasons for one thing. Yeah, it compresses. You really, everything has to be yeah. moving the plot forward. And, you know, this doesn't necessarily move plot forward, but it's vital in many ways to understanding Sawyer and how he relates to Jack and how he relates to Kate. And It's a really interesting balancing act, the whole focusing on the character stuff and, you know, exploring that and then also, like, like you said, moving plot forward yeah. along. Because, I mean, there, I remember there'd be sometimes when with some of these episodes where the show was going on, they'd be like, come on, let's get to the... I mean, this is all interesting stuff. Let's yeah. get to the action. And some of these character moments almost work better after afterwards. You know, you kind of come back and reflect again yeah. on, you know, who who everyone is. You don't have the... the you don't have quite the immediacy of needing to, to get mystery and, solved. And it works really well in the first season or two because... You're still learning the characters. It's not you're trying to rehash flashbacks from you know for the eighth time, mm. which is why they stopped doing as many of that. Right, sort of right. They, yeah. they realize, yeah, they probably could only keep this sort of thing going for a certain period of time. But anyways, yeah, I I thought that was a really strong episode. Yep, that seems to be what I'm saying tonight. <laughs> well, it was. So all right, um, again, a little shorter one, but that. Nothing wrong with that. Next time... See, if you can't argue, then it's not as long. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't always have to be an argument. But that's the end of disc four of season one. Yeah, so we're we got going through two, more discs. two more discs. Pretty soon, Claire's going to have her baby. I'll be coming up. Pretty soon, they'll find the airplane. Is, do they oh, find yeah. the airplane in, in the same episode that Boone dies, or do they spend a while trying to get... I think Boone dies technically in the same episode um, Claire had her baby. Well, but I think that's two different. Like, I think they bring him back after he's been injured, if I remember right. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they find the plane. It falls on them at the same time or not. I can't remember. It falls with them. Then they fall with it. Yes, he falls with the plane. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yep. Okay. Anyway, uh, that is it for uh, Lost hijack. Edition Weekly Hijack. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find all of our episodes at derailedtrainsofthought.blogspot.com. Uh, until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. Adios. Aloha. Aloha.